Welcome, everyone. You've tuned in to Paradigm Shifters. And boy, we're talking about shifting a whole paradigm of health these days. It's very, very exciting, interesting, and almost so simplistic sounding, you wonder if it could be that amazing. Anyway, I have a new friend named Ryan Bowman, and he's got a terrific, it's a terrific product. And the product is in the name of Buzzed Bee. And we want to talk to you today about the use of CBD and how amazing it can be and how did Ryan get involved with it in the first place. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, be able to speak with you again. Yeah. Well, we had a very serendipitous meeting at a coffee shop and I learned that Ryan had a lot of information that I needed to share with a lot of people, and that's what we're going to do today. And uh, I think the idea of CBD, we're all hearing about CBD oil, and certainly when I was young, I did some marijuana tasting and experiencing, but I never used it as a, um, you know, as a medicine, medicinal thing, you know, except in my little mind. <laughs> 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 but uh, I hear some just great things about it. So, Ryan, tell us who you are and how you got involved with creating a product like this. Ah, well, um, I'm just a guy from Tacoma, Washington. I grew up there, and after uh, getting through my early years, I became a massage therapist. Traveled around for a few years just kind of going from resort town to resort town and living it up and working on people and helping them feel good, getting involved in the, the healing aspects of humanity. And uh, in that process, my mom ended up having a car accident, which led to a surgery. And she ended up on some medications that really just drove her down they took her energy away uh they had so many different side effects it just it kind of ended up being like a holistic depression that went came upon her because of this was she having a physical injury was that the problem yeah she had a she was in a she was a traveling nurse and she was in a car accident on the way to one of her residents and she ended up aggravating an underlying condition called chiari one malformation Oh, okay. And that led to brain surgery because it's a situation where your spinal cord has some abnormalities that allow for your brain to kind of slip down into your brain, into oh your neck. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So they had to go in there and correct that and create some fusions. And, you know, they got her on a whole bunch of prescriptions and they just really had detrimental effects on her. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was a pretty heavy marijuana user for recreational purposes, and um, you were got... out there having fun. I was. I was also using it for seizures because um, I have periodic seizures, and I didn't know. The only thing I knew that would work that I could access was marijuana, so I used it for that, but abused it recreationally, um, and kind of used it as a crutch for a long time. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, since I was using marijuana at the time, I was talking to my mom and the rest of my family wasn't super keen on the concept. And my mom had been in Alcoholics Anonymous for over 20 years. So it was a really difficult 
endeavor to try to convince her to use. Yeah, she'd be worried about addiction, wouldn't she? Yeah, she. But, she, but that's a really important subject. Talk about that a little bit. Like, what is the link between this stuff and addiction? Uh, you know, I think that's a personal basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my personal belief, it depends on what you're using it as and how your coping mechanisms are designed. I never had an addiction draw to it. Like I could, if I was without it, I was without it. I didn't have any addictive responses that I could, you know, really rely on. Um, But everyone's different, I feel, in their approach to things. Some people can't get enough of a food item or things like that that I don't find addiction to either. So I don't feel that it's like, for marijuana at least, it's not necessarily a major addictive substance. Mm -hmm. I think that that was a lot of misinformation driven by interested parties in a certain outcome. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want to interrupt the marketing of certain things. But but I think the whole idea of people being afraid, oh my gosh, if I do that, I'm going to be a dope addict and you've got to be, I mean, essentially we can say that's not the way it goes. You know, it's uh, that there's a whole, I was reading a whole thing on the fact that it, uh, it has an impact on your, ne- your nervous system. It has an impact on the brain in a way that can calm seizures, that can do a lot of things. But that's a lot different than just being an addictive thing. So tell us yeah. what what kind of uh, relationship it has to the brain, and how did that impact your mom? Um, well, with my mom's situation, you have receptors in your brain um, referred to as CB1 receptors. Okay. And they are part of your endocannabinoid system. So. When cannabinoids enter your system, they'll attach to these receptors. There's CB1 receptors in your brain, and then throughout your immune system and your skin, there's CB2 receptors. Okay. Now, these but they're already will... there with us. I mean, they, we already have them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's part of our DNA. It's built into our uh, system. Hmm. So the receptors in your brain, they help balance and regulate your mood, sleep, pain management, and different chemical releases from your brain in that matter are all assisted through the CB1 receptors, which are powered by the cannabinoids in your system. So when she started using the medical marijuana and edibles, which was what she started with, it really helped her get off of those prescription drugs. Um, I believe in total she got off of four or more different prescription drugs. Wow. That really changed her energy levels and, you know, her mood quite a bit. She went from being, you know, constantly on the couch and tired and full of excuses to getting back to being in her garden because my mom is – 150% energy, you know, and a go, go, go getter. She's, she's a very fiery woman. And when, you know, that fire was stamped out, it had a major effect on her. Oh, tell me this. Did she also have pain? Did. did she have body pain? Oh, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. That's um, a very important yeah. part of this, isn't it? Yes, yes, it definitely is. Um, that really... Is as far as people understand for CBD, 
that's the main go-to that people think when they think CBD is pain. Mm -hmm. But it, it's just one factor that is the mar the highly the highest marketed factor of what CBD can provide for people. But pain's really important because that's kind of what often gets people into the worst addictive pharmaceuticals, isn't it? Oh, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. um, pharmaceuticals are statistically the most overused and abused substances, at least in the United States, um, and have been for some time. We There's an epidemic of pharmaceutical misuse, and I think that comes from uh, opioids, uh, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, opioids, and it's just a, a poor medical system. Uh, a lot of our veterans will come home, and they just immediately will, you know, prescribe them opioids or uh, antidepressants. Um, I know that my brother, when he came back from the military, he had some issues with uh, some severe PTSD, and he went into his... Uh, VA doctor and he sat down with him and he told him, hey, you know, I just had a friend and he took his own life after using uh, this prescription antidepressant and the doctor looked at him and wrote him a prescription for the exact same antidepressant. Oh my and gosh. What'd your brother do? That, he left and bought some marijuana. Good. That was that was the first time after he joined the military that he moved over to the natural alternatives. And that was kind of the beginning of his journey to his own alternative self-care and the direction that he took. Does that help with PTSD? Oh, most most definitely. Um, I really am partial to the veteran cause for a whole bunch of reasons. There's personal and then there's just, uh, for me, logical reasons why. But uh, my experience with veterans that are suffering and just you know, civilians that are suffering from PTSD because it's not a strictly veteran problem. Uh, there, the, the marijuana helps cope with those things because it does manage the pain and the serotonin and dopamine levels in your brain are balanced. CBD is, for me, it's, it's a constant balancing product, the hemp plant. It, re it adds nitrogen. It's a nitrogen-fixing plant. So if your soil is depleted and you plant hemp in the soil, the hemp will rebalance the nutrients in the soil. Wow. And it does the same thing for our body. It works with the CB1 and CB2 receptors to balance out uh, your serotonin levels, your dopamine levels, and things like that to help with your sleep patterns so that you can get more regular sleep. It helps regulate your appetite. It helps regulate your immune system, your blood cell count, all these things. And when you really look at the common thread of what it is, it, it, it's a balancing agent for what it's incorporated with, whether it be soil or our body. Hmm. That's really interesting. So it's a broader spectrum than I would have thought, okay? Uh, yeah. I, I guess I just haven't known enough, but reading that it has a lot to do with the neurotransmissions and what you call the, uh, the receptors. So for anxiety, for kids, for, for things like psoriasis, you, you know, I'm sort of going through these that are a whole body difficulties. 
Do, does it sort of work with the brain and the neurotransmissions in such a way as to kind of toughen those up or strengthen them up or vitalize them or what? I know yeah, you're not a uh, doctor, but I just was wondering, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, for everyone out there, I'm not a doctor. I've just done a lot of um, research. I like to know – I just like to know things, and I'm selling a product in this category, so I want to be able to be knowledgeable when I speak with people about – what I'm selling so that I'm not, I'm not a snake oil salesman. I get mm -hmm. that quite a lot in this business is like, Oh, it's cause it, it is, it's, it's a remarkable product. It's, it's good for so many different things that. But Ryan, kind there's of come a ton off. of research out there now, isn't there? Oh, it, it, it's, it's the number one research. Um, CBD is the number one research product uh, on the retail market. And for that, you know, the science is is really ramping up. There's a lot of money going to it. And there's so many different things. You mentioned psoriasis. Mm -hmm. um, it's good for psoriasis for not only the neuroreceptor parts, but it's also a high-powered anti-inflammatory. And it also soothes skin irritations. And it has antibacterial properties when applied topically. So you can ingest it to help with the psoriasis, but you can also use a topical balm, which is what we sell to apply to the psoriasis itself. And you can attack it from the inside and out with one ingredient, really. Hmm. Well, I really love this. You gave me a little sample of this balm and I'm, I'm really enjoying the smell. This one is coconut, but uh, my skin was is suffering and I've got a sore ankle from overuse and being older and having um, heard it a few times and I think it's having an impact. What do you think of that? Can I regrow my ankle? Well, um, cool part about uh, the Buzz B product, uh, it's not just the CBD that we use. We use all other natural ingredients to help build a community or a team of topical skincare healing agents. With your ankle, we have comfrey in the balm, which mm -hmm. is historically been called bone knit. And it has uh, properties that help regrow stronger bone matrix, hmm. as well as help with the healing of ligament damage and things like that. So it won't regrow the limb, but it will strengthen and revitalize the area for you if you just keep applying it very regularly mm -hmm. and giving the properties of the comfrey a chance to continually get in there and enhance that part of your body. Hmm. I like that. So what you're saying is kind of nurturing it where, uh, for example, when aging or experience depletes it, you can put it back to a degree. Is that right? Yeah. Um, hundred percent, uh, with, our product, there's a lot of anti-aging properties that are associated with a lot of the ingredients. Um, comfrey, again, also is a skin toner. Mm -hmm. um, the Arnica helps increase white blood cell count, which improves your immune system, which helps get rid of you know, free radicals in the blood and things like that, and just keeps you, again, balanced. Everything mm -hmm. that goes into our product has been used for hundreds if not thousands of years as a natural remedy for one topical issue or multiple. Hmm. 
Let's go back to addictions for a minute. Is it good for alcohol? For alcohol uh, reduction or whatever you call it, uh, getting over it? They have found that it is. <laughs> they have found that use of CBD products can help curb the addiction to other uh, addictive items, such as alcohol, drugs. Um, it helps, in my opinion, it would be that it helps It helps soothe the dopamine cravings because mm -hmm. it's, if you're an addict, your brain function is driving this desire for a dopamine fix. That's why they call them dope heads. Mm -hmm. um, so when you take the CBD, it helps balance that. And when, when you're addicted to something, it gets out of balance quite a bit because you're addicted and you're just running that dopamine level on full tilt. Like you just turn a faucet on and you're just running it dry. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you take the CBD, it kind of rebalances. It gets it to a level that is consistent and flowing, but not abused. Mm -hmm. So I find that what would you know, my logical thought process on it is when you're using this product, it helps better regulate that dopamine fix so you're not craving it in a harmful way. Hmm. Have you had any group uh, uh, experiences where you've gotten hold of a group of people, whether it's vets, vets with PTSD or... Oh, I don't know, people with skin problems or a group of aging people that wanted to get rejuvenated or any of that. Do you have any kind of group history? Experimental, um, I mean, probably, or exploration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in our product, we, we, we made this on my mom's stovetop. Uh, my oh, mom did. Wonderful, we, yeah. My mom, it, and she kind of went to family members, and, you know, she was kind of gun-shy at first because she was an AA, and she was like, Originally, we made our product with, you know, we took marijuana and we she'd soak it in a pantyhose and she'd do it old school. Um, since then, we've gone to hemp-based CBD, gotten away from the THC component and gotten a lot more over-the-counter, so to speak, with how we produce our product. But at first, she was really gun-shy to put it out there because of her background, the community she associated herself with. She didn't want to have any negative backlash for it. But over the years of using it and getting more comfortable, we just started, you know, a family member with cancer, arthritis, things like that. And we found... So it's good for arthritis, eh? Oh, oh God, yeah. Um, okay. the, the CBD is great for arthritis. Our balm is... is even better because it incorporates the CBD, arnica, comfrey, shea, cocoa butter. All those things have uh, raw beeswax and honey. All of them have anti-inflammatory properties. So you're attacking the arthritis with, you know, seven or eight different ingredients that are all actively mitigating the inflammation that causes the pain that is incorporated with arthritis. Hmm. So tell me about your, I'm jumping around because it's interesting. You'll be talking about the arthritis. Then I go, tell me about your mother's pain. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, a lot of that comes to anything. Itis means inflammation. Mm -hmm. So for those people in the non-medical realm, if it says itis, it means there's an inflammation that's causing the situation. So 
of course you can you know figure when they cut open your brain and they're dealing with things up in the neck area there's a lot of nerves and stuff like that which scar tissue and asphyxiation of a spot can cause inflammation and irritation so her pain came from i think a lot of just stagnation the the prescription she was on kind of slowed her down and she wasn't moving as much so her body wasn't used to being in a chair so it didn't like that uh, and it started kind of revolting and getting angry with her so getting her off That's an of interesting way of putting it <laughs> yeah I mean we're fluid people we're mostly made of water mm-hmm. and if you leave water in a stagnant position it becomes like putrefied or toxic. yeah toxic swamp water or a river that's constantly flowing it's it's clean it's it's pure that's what we should you know as human beings we're meant to keep moving and not sit in one position if you see anyone around you that's constantly sitting in a chair and not getting up out in front away from the tv we understand that as you know you can become obese, that it's not good for your health. You have mm-hmm. uh, heart conditions that come from that type of behavior. We're meant to move. And when you have somebody as active as my mom, who, I mean, like I said, firecracker, she was, you know, juggling two kids, going to school for nursing, playing sports, taking care of her, you know, spiritual and mental health. And doing all this stuff basically her whole life was at this 110 percent move 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 and then one day she's just like you can do 10 percent of the things you could do before wow that's because of of the accident right yeah because of the accident and the prescriptions which just really zapped her Mm -hmm. and i think that all came together and then the mental aspect of things where you you realize that you're not capable all coming down on her at the same time. Also, you spoke pain. about her uh, her brain stem area. Did that change as well? Like, what can you talk about that as well while we're talking about her pain? Yeah, um, I believe they did a fusion. I'm not overly knowledgeable of how her surgery, but I believe they did a fusion in her C1 and C2 area mm-hmm. to stabilize it. So her neck is constantly, even to this day very much a problem area sometimes it'll just lock up on her and she can't and use it. Uh, you can't use it for uh lubricating the vertebrae or no that that's an internal thing and it's it, we can apply the cbd on the outside which does that's why she created it when she does have an issue she'll use the bomb on you know anything that's stiff and it's pretty much immediate. You got a couple, you know, a minute or two, and you're going to feel some effects a few more minutes, and it'll feel a little bit better as the other ingredients start to incorporate and help you out with the underlying stiffness. But uh, I like to say this is not a cure all. This is a this is a body aid. It helps your body fix itself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do the work that's incorporated with that on top of it, like stretch, mm-hmm. be active work out and facilitate the better growth you're not going to see the full effects of what this product can really do for you because your body needs to integrate what you're putting on right yeah 100 percent. and you know you can't there's not a miracle 
the only miracle that I see is us, our existence and our body. It is a miracle what we are capable of. But when we add things, we have to realize that it's our own onus to do the effort and put in the action required to fix things. You can't just put duct tape on something and expect it to be fixed. You've got to, you know, that's a temporary, that's a temporary patch. Mm-hmm. You need to go and fix the problem. But the thing you are explaining is that there is a regenerative quality in, in this potion really. So it can yeah, yeah. actually regrow or, or maybe not regrow, but it can, uh, refresh or regenerate in whatever uh, nerves or uh, um, yeah ligaments that sort of thing it can make them stronger again yes yes Um, and that's not just the CBD that has to do with the all the ingredients combined and how they work Um, again the comfrey really in that regard is one of the major players in that the uh, CBD since we use full-spectrum CBD, it has what science is called an entourage effect. Oh, interesting. Where it, yeah, it bolsters the effects of the surrounding natural ingredients. So the comfrey already has the you know, cellular matrix ability where it helps grow stronger cells. Well, when we incorporate the full-spectrum CBD, that is enhanced. So it's even doing a better job of it. Um, I like to kind of refer to another part of how CBD works is it's almost like a Google translator because you have all these different (laughs) cells in in your body Mm -hmm. and they need to communicate. And sometimes nerve issues make it so that the body can't communicate or uh, chemical levels in the body make it difficult for certain cells to communicate. Well, CBD helps make that barrier easier and it allows your cells to communicate more fluidly. Um, we've seen a lot of, of this when it comes to a cancer and tumors. We, you know, our, our experience has been that when you incorporate CBD, the body finds where there's a problem that's not meant to be there mm-hmm. and the CBD will encapsulate it. Like we oh, had really a, yeah, a kid had cancer, uh, bone cancer, and we, without the doctor's information, we started, uh, My one of my partners, he gave his kid raw, straight CBD crude, which is what we use for our product. He started giving them capsules. Well, they went in a while later to look at what was going on, and the body had encapsulated the tumor in this blood cell film. Wow. So it had been able to recognize the problem and then encapsulate it. And with the information we've got so far around the product, it would, it leads me to believe that the body was able to communicate with the rest of the cells and say, Hey, this is a foreign object. We need to isolate it. Hmm. And it, and it does that. And it, and you've seen, we see that a lot with a lot of the people we've helped. Um, so did and, it tell me yeah. this before you move on from that? Did it shrivel that tumor? Did it make it smaller or just encapsulate it? I, I, from what I know, it just encapsulated it. That's the, the entirety of my information on that story. Okay. Thank you. Um, 
we do have other instances. My dad, I know a little more about this. He had a stage two pancreatic cancer about two and a half years ago. He also started taking the RSO, which is Rick Simpson oil, crude. It's the CBD ingredient we use in our product. And he started taking that and he ended up having his cancer removed and afterwards having no chemo at all. They just removed it and the doctors were shocked. They had never seen anything like that before. And he 100% attributes that success to the RSO and the CBD. So, so you think that his was uh, encapsulated as well? Yeah, it was isolated and held because, you know, especially with pancreatic cancer, that metastasizes quite easily. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have any of those issues. And he found that, you know, his process went really smoothly and they didn't even have to do any chemo at all, which blew him away. Wow. Well, that's really a gift, isn't it? Did he feel, yeah, was really- he peaceful? Was he more relaxed? Uh, you know, I could, I didn't really get into that with him on that. He has seemed to be, but I can't attribute that to whether he had a near life experience or if it was a CBD. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to speculate on that because obviously I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of CBD and I sure. think that it is a fantastic product. I, like I alluded to earlier, I got interested in it because it helped me personally with my seizures. Mm-hmm. And when I found out about that, I was living in Colorado and Charlotte's Web came out and the story about the little girl named Charlotte, super touching. And the effects of that alone really made me super partial to the benefits of CBD. Mm-hmm. Then looking into the other aspects of it, it really becomes where the hemp plant itself is, is a it's a fantastic plant. It provides so many healing qualities for us as human beings. Sure. And uh, it's nice to be able to tap into those and to learn more about them as we, you know, move out of the reefer madness era into the healing hemp era. Mm-hmm. It used to be used for all kinds of things back in the twenties, I think, earlier maybe. Maybe last century. I don't know, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, the first Model T, Henry uh, Ford's first Model T was made out of carbon fiber hemp. It ran on hemp. The entire car was made from one plant. What do you mean it ran on and hemp? Because you can make hemp fuel. There's oh, a, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a strong supporter of... I've pushed some ideas about legislation forward that we should be uh, incentivizing crop rotation with industrial hemp because there's over 25,000 uses for the hemp plant from food to fuel to plastics, uh, you know, sustainable plastics that biodegrade, um, especially right now with the climate situation. Mm-hmm. One of the major things that I think are neglected is the ability for hemp to rejuvenate our soil, which is a major carbon capturing part of the world. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to develop carbon capturing devices. We just have to rejuvenate 
the soil because it can capture up to 40% of the carbon emissions that we offset. We just, we've depleted it so much with agricultural farming. Mm-hmm. Wow. I listened to a fellow named Bush. Uh, what's his name? Um, and he's always talking about everything. He was a surgeon who went to track people's health because surgery wasn't doing it. And he went in through nutrition and he got down to dirt. He said, it's all about our soil. So you've got yourself a, you know, there's a lot of people talking about that. So you've got yourself some listeners already, you know. I love that you're saying that. And I also love to think about the fuel. Like, how do they turn that fuel? Is it just combustible when it gets stirred up like oil? What happens? Um, yeah, hemp oil is, it, it's a super, obviously sustainable fuel source that, you know, I, you speculate on the reasons because you don't have the insight. But when Henry Ford made that car, you know, why didn't he keep making those cars? Well, he was approached by the oil industry and the lobbyists for those up for the steel and the oil industries right then. So you got Rockefeller, all these major players back then approached him and said, Hey, don't do it that way. Do it this way. And so he caved and he went that direction. That doesn't mean it's the only direction and it doesn't mean it was the best direction. I mean, hindsight from where we're at right now, I would say that he probably chose the wrong path. Well, we're trying to switch man. horses right now, too. So you've got to be able to talk about it in a way that's engaging. But also, well, how long does it take to grow a field of hemp? Like, what, what is the time, the circuitry of all of that? Um, this is, this is, it gets even more interesting uh, with that question. You can grow a crop of hemp in three to four months. It grows very industrial hemp anyway. CBD hemp's a little bit more intricate. But if you're just doing industrial hemp for the uses of oil, fuel, plastic, fibers, you can turn that around in three to four months. And one acre of industrial hemp can provide as much paper as, I believe it's 10 to 20 acres of trees. No, you're kidding. Wow. But it takes like 100 years to grow a tree. Yeah, for sure. It only takes three to four months to grow the acre of hemp. So, so what kind of a climate does it need? Does it need uh, our kind of climate, Northwest? Uh, you know, again, it's a very hardy plant. Um, it thrives in the latitude around like Kentucky, mm-hmm. that latitude, I think it's the 44th parallel. Um, that is really where it's like super, super comfy, Mm -hmm. but it it grows anywhere. There's in Washington state, there's industrial hemp being grown here just fine. And with cross, uh, crossing the plant and making it more hardy for certain areas, it's very versatile in that aspect. We really don't have any limitation to where we can grow it outside of probably like a tundra. Mm -hmm. So that's really yeah. interesting. I've never heard that about hemp before, not just about where to grow it, but just the whole uh, efficacy of using it when we're all seeking alternatives to oil, for heaven's sake. Say, eh? are we yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, this is a really big <laughs> subject these days. Hey, uh, and you yeah. uh, so um, I'm talking. Oh, you talked about the CBD is different than industrial hemp. 
So what does it take to, like, what does it take to grow the CBD versus the industrial hemp? When they grow CBD uh, purposed hemp, they grow it a lot like they would a marijuana plant. Okay. They give it a lot more individual space because you're going to get a higher percentage of CBD from the flower. And when you give the plant more room to bush out, it creates bigger buds and bigger flowers, which have it, higher. And needs grow lights and all that sort of thing, doesn't it? No, I mean, we our, our products grown outdoor in a, at a farm in Oregon. Oh. Um, and it's all done uh, very naturally. Yeah, but it needs to have regular, you know, you got to make sure you're getting it the right amount of water so that you can get the highest amount of CBD yield. And, you know, they're doing it from a market standpoint. Like you can do industrial hemp and still get CBD from that hemp, but they're trying to get the highest potency with the highest level for the market so that they can end up, you know, profiting in this capitalistic model that we're in. So, but also you want the efficacy of the stuff that's grown for CBD, you know? Yeah. So they, they purposely grow for that purpose. And that's right now, I would say that's the main reason that people are growing hemp. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's the best. I mean, it is great for my industry because it's helping me make my product. But I think in the long run, hemp has so many uses outside of that. I mean, you can, it's a, it's a great source of protein. Hemp hearts hmm. are super good for protein. We can yeah, feed the world. I have a bag of them with, in my uh, cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can feed people, we can clothe people. Hempcrete is a wonderful building material, which is fire retardant and pest retardant. Hmm. Uh, you know, there's so many uses that are, you know, balancing solutions. Again, it's about balance. They're, they're, they're going to help balance some of these issues that we're facing today with our climate struggle and our humanitarian struggle, really, um, where we're not taking care of people in a humanitarian way uh, mm -hmm. people are fine there's a lot of neglect going on if you don't have the right income or the right monetary wealth you're neglected well you know this is a product and a, a something that could make that really simple like you just mow it down you take what you can from it then you grind it up and make hempcrete out of it and you pour it into a little dome structure for someone to stay in hmm. Kind of like the old mud hut thing, only a little more, you know, a little different, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I think it's very fascinating that it works. I keep going back into this, is regenerating. And I know you're not actually saying that, but I can't help but feel there's this kind of vein of that running through everything that, that's a product. And like regenerating, for example, well-being in people. So it doesn't work against people's well-being, even though it makes them feel well. Does that make sense? And, and yeah, so when I, you're yeah. talking about concrete or using it for, what did you call it, hempcrete? I'm going, yes. yeah, that might make people feel well, too. Do you think? Oh, 100%. Um, I intend on, I've got my dream home and it's going to be, constructed with hempcrete <laughs> huh. it has a, it has a lot of really good properties it's good for it's good for nature but in the it, it's not just 
get back to that snake oil salesman, you know, it, it, it's too good to be true in a lot of aspects because of how effective it is and how many benefits come from it. I mean, oh, it, it can be flame retardant. It can be pest retardant. It is stronger in certain aspects than regular concrete. So, you know, you look at it and it's like, well, why aren't we using that in the first place? We know why. And <laughs> exactly. You know, I try to avoid that conversation because I don't want the negative undertones to kind of sour what I think is a very positive thing. Yeah, you and I and, know, Ryan, but, a lot of people are seeking alternatives for a number of reasons. You know, uh, one of them is is the climate changes that are going on. Is it a little bit easier to do with the changing climates as well to to grow it and use it and all that? We don't know yet. Uh, it doesn't make it easier. Um, it does. It's such a hardy plant. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, if there was a saving grace, a natural saving grace, I would say that it is the hemp plant okay. for us in the long run. And I would, I, I do actually, I beg quite often political leaders and leaders that I can reach out to, to take advantage of this wonderful product, this wonderful plant, because it really can, the dust belt, if you're driving up the California coast and you get through the almond fields and stuff where they've really just depleted the soil and there's dust bowls still, mm -hmm. all they have to do to circumvent that situation is to plant hemp. Because the hemp uh, will nurture the soil, you said. It, right. it, it's a it's a nitrogen fixing plant, so it'll it'll put nitrogen back into the soil, and it'll help grow quality soil. Uh, places like Hanford or any nuclear waste like Fukushima, you can plant hemp, and it'll suck the toxins out of the soil for you. They did it in Chernobyl. They used hemp to help with Chernobyl afterwards. These are things that you're not privy to unless you dive in and you try to figure it out. Whereas it should be something that we are, you know, we're knowledgeable as a society so that when there's a problem, a toxic waste thing, we just run out there and immediately throw hemp on it. Like just cover it in hemp and, you know, a, year, a couple different, uh, one or two cycles of rotation on a crop and we'll be able to fix that soil and you, revitalize our, our natural areas i find it's kind of an interesting uh thing my musings as you can tell go into the healing mode and to the uh protection of the earth mode but i keep thinking of the neurotransmissional uh i call it the regeneration or the healing of those particular receptors and i go maybe we're getting smarter maybe we're learning to be interactive with some of the greatest plants on the planet instead of dominant you know, so it makes sense to me. And um, talking about addictions, which we're not quite, but it's part of the subject, you know. Uh, I keep, years ago, and I don't even know where I read this, but that the, um, the addiction part of the brain is the part of us that's looking for spiritual evolution. I heard it was the very same section of the brain. So, oh, you, yeah, yeah, so I'm playing with this imagery while you're talking, going, uh, well, not while you're talking, because I'm involved in it. But um, I just think, hey, there's a real evolutionary thing going on here. Do you realize what I'm saying? 
Yeah, and I, I, I concur. I think at the same time we're getting more involved with CBD, we're also looking at psilocybins and mushrooms. Another Mushrooms is one- a huge thing right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful, wonderful um, subject that would be interesting to see where we would be at this point if it wasn't for the interaction of the lobbyists and stuff like that. Cause they were doing tests on this in the sixties and stuff like this at Berkeley. And mm-hmm. they were into this a while ago and then it just went away. Like, well, it's sort of interesting. Facing- there's a lot of communication amongst the fungi and there's a lot of, they're talking a lot about how there's communication amongst trees. I'm going, okay, so we're kind of evolving here. Are we not? You know? Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alpine tree is one big tree that's all interconnected. Isn't that something, all, eh? It's incredible. It's incredible. And I've always had an argument with uh, the vegan. They're like, they d- plants don't feel. I'm like, actually, that's not true. <laughs> they have proven that plants feel and react to sensory things. Like, So I get the certain things, but it's like, you know, plants feel and they they feel pain and they feel emotion they 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 react to those things they react to music they you know so i get into a lot of different uh things like that with conversations where like if you really dive into it we're not so much different than we wanted to believe we were from all these other i guess entities in our on on the planet yeah but I think it's really healing for us to understand that, don't you? Oh, yeah. It, it, I think it's – I'm a big uh, unified person. I, I don't – I'm not a big proponent of nationalism or identifying as something that's outside of a whole. Like, I, I, I don't I'm – I'm a human being. I'm, I don't You're not judge the myself. one. Yeah. I'm not – I don't like refer to people by the color of their skin or their sex or that it's like you're a human being and you deserve to be treated with, you know, kindness, respect and a decency of humanity that I strive to find. And it's hard when you look around in certain aspects of society to find even traces of humanity, especially when, you know, our culture spends 70% of its income on making bombs and planes. Oh my God. But, but, you know, we had an interesting conversation the other day, which I've already mentioned, but what do you think is happening with humanity? Do you think that we're awakening to a more, I, I know not everybody yet, but to a more, uh, what is it? We are one is more whole, but are the younger people, uh, much more alive with that, for example, interaction with nature, with one another, more tolerance, knowing things that they haven't studied yet, but they already know them. You know, what kind of thoughts do you have on that? Are we in a rapidly moving time or cycle for humanity, possibly? Uh, yeah, I think it's much more rapid than we are led to believe. I think the younger generation, you know, I'm 37 and I have a 21 year old brother who is astonishing. He's been, you know, able to access the interweb his whole life. And it 
you know, there's no boundary and there's no borders within that realm. And I think when you grow up without those borders and boundaries, you're exposed to so many different perspectives and things like that that nurture a more holistic approach to life. And are his peers like that as well? Uh, you know, most of the ones he hangs out with, he's, you know, he's, he's a pretty positive, well-mannered kid. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's a lot of my insight into that generation, but I also live in a college town, as you know, Bellingham, and Mm -hmm. I, I get to, you know, see what's going on in Bell, you know, Western is, it's a very forward progressing school. So, you know, it might be a little bit out of the norm, but the kids out here, they are, they embrace the unit, the unified aspects and they embrace humanity and kindness in a way that is very, it it helps my optimism moving Mm -hmm. forward. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, because I do think a lot of us feel like there is a movement, genetic or cellular or cellular movement of some of these beings coming through. It's like they come with their own flow, right? Yeah. I mean, we always did. And we've got times of like the 60s radical or the world wars or the whatever. But I think theirs is a little bit more gentling, more unified. You were using the term unified. I don't know, but I'd like to think that that's what I seem to see. And I'm also in Bellingham. So it seems to show up here, you know. Where do you think it's all headed? Where do you think the CBD is all headed? Uh, I think CBD is going to help people. I think it's, it's part of a, you know, this awakening Um, And the CBD is helping people awaken to the capitalist pharmaceutical industry that has kind of held people in the dark Mm -hmm. on what's true and the misinformation and things like that. Because now it's undeniable to people that, you know, well, why were we told that we that it was a drug and that it was so harmful? And now we're finding out that it helps little babies you know, with seizures or it helps cure cancer, you know, things that we've struggled with for decades. And we've, mm-hmm. you know, and, and anxiety and depression and all that stuff. Good grief. People are on all kinds of medications for that. No, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? That, that it works for that. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's going to, I think it's opening up people to the understanding that, you know, maybe we should question more, the leadership and the people that are selling us things. Maybe we should do more personal investigation to find what's right for us mm-hmm. instead of just accepting what we're told. Mm-hmm. I and like that a lot. I, think that I do too. Uh, I think that it's, it's really impressive. It's impressive to see how, like you said, with the younger generation, how much they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're, they're questioning. And then, you know, and rightfully, I guess, you know, with the way things work, they're getting a lot of backlash and they're being denigrated. You know, oh, millennials don't do anything. It's like, actually, they statistically work a lot more because the income inequality is a lot worse. And they are achieving so much more than generations before them. It's it's all misinformation and denigration that's coming from a defensive, unaccountable entity so to speak and a separative force yeah yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. it's trying to divide the 
our groups into different things with different aspects because they can't use marijuana anymore and they can't use CBD anymore because now we know too many too many of us know that that's that's misinformation mm-hmm. you know that's not the reality so they're they're striving for other you know things to help divide us you know you look on the news which I never try to watch but I get too much of it anyway you know <laughs> you know it's blue in the air mm-hmm. yeah blue lives matter black lives matter Indian Native Americans oil lines you know they're putting they're pitting us against each other because of jobs it's like well we, you know, oil. We got to get rid of the fossil fuels. We know that it's an existential crisis that's going to it threatens the globe. But they are still threatening people. Of, well, if you get rid of that pipeline, we're going to lose like sixty thousand jobs. I it's know. like, but if you grow hemp, you're going to create like six hundred thousand jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it's just, it's amazing know. some of the options to the way our destructive society is gone are plentiful. I just want to say this quickly about the younger people too, that they um, don't seem to give a toot about how they're set aside as this uh, group that doesn't do anything. The ones I know are busily learning things and doing whatever it is they really want to learn. Some of them learning amazing things on their own. Hello? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So I, I really enjoy I enjoy talking to you, and I want you to tell people this is the marketing part because we have to end this show. But I want you to tell people how to find your product, and uh, I bet you get feedback from people about what results they get. That would also be good. And praise yeah. your mother for uh, leading some of the way there, especially as a nurse and a mom. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, she is. Uh, she, my mom is a major giver. Uh, she gives. A lot of herself all the time hmm. and uh, this is you know me and my brother's way of trying to take something that she created make it profitable and be able to give her some stuff back you know take care of her financially and help take care of her in comfort as she gets older so we're Buzz B bomb uh, Buzz B LLC is the company uh, you can find us at buzzbbalm.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-E-D-B-A-B-E-E-B-A-L-M.com. Uh, we have a... It's the bomb. Con- <laughs> it is. It's the bomb bomb. <laughs> you go ahead and uh, you can find us on there. It will have, you know, our website, we, we're very proud of it. Uh, none of us really had any business or web background, so we've been learning a lot in this process. But we'd like to hear from you about what you think about the website, mm-hmm. what you think about our product, and the information we have there. So there is a contact tab, and you can feel free to email us any information or critiques that you have for us. We'd appreciate that. Or even questions and how to use it. I mean, that's a really good information source, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And let us know what you use it for. We we started this out as a, a balm that was made to help, you know, my mom with her pains. And in the process of doing that, we found out that, you know, it was good for arthritis. Uh, we have people that are using it for their cold sores. So we'll be putting out a chapstick or a lip treatment here in the next few weeks. Hmm. Um, he got him off his prescription cold sore medication. Wow. Uh, which is major. 
Um, it helps with dermatitis, psoriasis, eczema. We've got people telling us it, it, it greatly helped with their sunburns, acne, uh, you know. So we're finding new, new, new things that we kind of felt it might help, but we didn't know for sure. And we're letting, you know, our customers and clients help grow this uh, and help us be a better company. So I love we value it. we value you guys' insight very much so. Well, I really appreciate I appreciate having met you and I appreciate thinking my way through a whole different perspective on even hemp hemp for uh, fuel. I mean all these different broad spectrum of, of interesting uses which I had no idea about. Probably just didn't do the research, but it's exciting. There's a lot of room for it in the world. So, Ryan Bowman, I'm so pleased to get to know you, and I hope everyone enjoys your sharing with, with us all. And keep on going. Oh, I, I got I got plenty. I'll, I'll, you won't. This isn't the last you'll see of me. And uh, I'm glad. I look forward to doing some more later if you ever want to talk. You bet I will. And thank you so much. Many blessings to everyone. Thank you for listening. And your ideas are welcome here on Paradigm Shifters because this is a big shift in how we all think, or at least how maybe the old sedentary group thinks. <laughs> but we'll change. So take care, Ryan. Thank you again for coming. Mahalo. Mahalo.